Pegging. <laughs> Pegging. Peg, peg, peg. You know, I even saw the the streamlight come in all the way over to the right hand side of my monitor while I was helping Schultzy with this other thing. <laughs> Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Hello, welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Um, we're down to three because of a pegging and... <laughs> pegging? Because of a pego. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible to say the correct thing, is it, in that case? Um, and there's been there's been quite a bit of news this week, hasn't there? I mean, we're, I'm, I'm, I've, just, I've just jumped straight into the news because there's some relatively exciting things in there. But uh, how are you guys doing? How are you doing? You doing all right? I'm watching no. Fucking, I'm doing something over here, bud. <laughs> I'm doing something over here. I'm not in this fucking podcast. Why are you talking to me? All right, so how are you doing? Uh, uh, tired, but not too bad. Feel like Why are you tired, Uncle Dad? You said you, you just like fell asleep you in your chair <laughs> previously. <laughs> I did. I did fall asleep for 20 minutes on the chair today. Like, was that a exhaustion thing or just I, an old man know. thing? It's just an old man like, thing. Just every like late afternoon, coffee winds down. You know, well, you don't know. Coffee winds down. You got something on watching something finish, and the next thing you know, ten minutes later, you wake up. Like That's I tend happens. to fall asleep when I get like get in my bed, not like in front of my monitor to be a- <laughs> typing some fucking Hansible or something. It's <laughs> literally you never. Wasn't, you know, not so much a narcolepsy thing. It was. Just, I think I had my feet up. I was watching something. I was waiting for something else to complete, and the next you thing know. you know, eh, whatever. You must have been a couple of minutes desk at some point now. Like that is like a classic. Yeah, you have to. Right? In the middle of the, even late night, you don't you don't just knock what a couple minutes out in that thing? No, I don't I stay up late. Like, my man. Oh, that's I true. Bed at a regular ass that's bedtime. Like, Sun's still up and shit. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it is here. <laughs> like, I, I've literally gone to bed with the sun fucking high in the sky. It's blazing. Because it's not dark until nine o'clock. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's nice. Here yeah. in the summer, with um, British summertime, it gets dark just before 11 at night really that late yeah it's it i mean so the sun goes down obviously way earlier than that but it stays yeah. light um like if you on the on the solstice um even down in the south of england like um you know glastonbury festival always happens yeah. on the solstice and they they but in the uh, in the stone circle they burn a phoenix every year at the like a wooden phoenix at the opening of the festival because obviously it's a it's kind of important pagan site i suppose and it's also just like a meme as well um but they have to wait till like fucking midnight because otherwise they'd just be burning twigs in daylight and you wouldn't be able to see shit (laughs) so it's like oh that's not very impressive yeah like the first time i went i was like this was like 15 years ago or something like we got really fucked up because we were like oh yeah let's go see them do the fucking thing and like we just didn't have we it we just didn't occur to us right how late it would obviously (laughs) be you show up at four start drinking <laughs> yeah because you go you also go to the festival like way earlier because it's 135,000 yeah. tickets plus like 100,000 support staff or something like that so it's a huge site and they try and stagger like people arriving so you can arrive from like Tuesday so you there's no music until Thursday I think so you've yeah. basically been getting fucked up in a field for two days and th- this is one of the first things that's actually like an organized activity or some fucking shit that you can do and you're like let's get this get fucked up and go see the, the fucking thing yeah it's probably like at sunset at the latest right it's just gonna be like so like you've been drinking and like getting fucked up for like hours 
yeah. and then you like wander up to the field like 8 p.m and it's like no it's actually broad daylight isn't it and it's the solstice today and we're oh, waiting fuck. we've 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 we fucked up lads how much what have we got with us like can we keep we this party go? going another four hours before we fall asleep in this warm field um yeah at least one person in our group just fully fell asleep and slept through the entire thing even though it's like a drumming circle and stuff around them they're just like face down but um, no wonder it felt weird i was in the wrong spot yeah <clears throat> felt awkward I, I felt a general sense of unease which is a medical condition um about being in the wrong place <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, so i i don't think it, it is medical condition but i think it is something i've got a bunch of friends who are doctors and i think it is a thing you can write as a diagnosis when a patient comes in and you're just like i need to record that that there is a concern here but they definitely don't have anything i could diagnose but just in case something crops up later they report a generalized sense of unease <laughs> About, about and plus i'm in the center which is really weird no schultzy yeah no schultzy you write yeah. you're riding proper solo down there yeah feel naked and alone mm. especially since no one's even paying attention and just yeah i mean no, I go documentation just... did you figure out which server you have in your arsenal that actually runs this software yeah i i found it yeah okay but, but then i step sorry. Right. <laughs> i just keep getting fucking distracted like i was uh i can't even find the where the fuck is that now so, <laughs> oh, there we go. so you um, how small a bag of m&ms is now like what was that we know m&ms i wanted to sort all the brown anyway ones so i just <laughs> i was, was looking like at five them. brown ones in an entire bag it sucks what fuck are you talking about man <laughs> um yeah anyway i'm not getting a fucking 10 gig box for a liter i'm just <laughs> getting distracted talking about switching switching topics yeah. did you get pricing in a layout box so in, in news no, for no, for I, folks. I just I just saw that um you know one of our friend of the podcast said that he was switching to a ten gig box. I'm like fucking what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, so Aleo, which is a testnet that's starting, uh, well, I guess testnet three starting soon. Um, the one that people are allowed to fuck with is that what it is? Is that the is that the official name? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> the rest of them have been like Internal. behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so uh that's kicking well I guess there's there's some distribution this week in terms of getting uh nodes in the set and there's pretty high expectations of um CPU and some other things and one of those requirements was a 10 gig line not a 1 gig line and um and it, and so everybody's kind of back and forth on that cuz that actually if you if you go ten gig only, you're you're losing a ton of different providers that a lot of people use. So that actually, I, I don't know where people have gleaned that ten gig. That was an example that I think Dan provided, but in the build guide it says five hundred megabits. So symmetric, which, which would which would be a gig, which would be a gig it would be a gig line. It'd be five hundred megabits each way. Yes, yeah, because ten, ten gig is no. fucking loads. Yeah, no, a, a one gig line. A one gig line is symmetric one gig, right? A one gig line is symmetrical one gig, so a gig each way. Five hundred megs is symmetrical five hundred megs, five hundred each way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's in, what we're that's getting. In the GitHub, and then and then I think in the notion in the notion doc that was passed around that has that space that specifically says ten gig. Well, I'm putting on a five hundred megabit here down under, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, see how that goes, I guess. 
but the machine's going to be OP. So, like, was that maybe any? that makes up what machine spec? We talking about getting a ninety three fifty four with half a terabyte of RAM and four. 15.4 terabyte drives. But you're using it for something else, right? Because it's ultimately it's for something else, but we're just yeah. gonna use it for a Leo in the for its maiden voyage. That's cool. But uh it's a it's a baller machine anyway. And uh the IOPS on those we had to go Gen 4 NVMEs because it's three months wait for Gen 5s, but I mean the IOPS are pretty insane. We're getting these random ass duper store uh discs. Sound, out of China. Sounds enterprise as <laughs> fuck. Yeah, duper store. <laughs> so, um, well, they sort of sounds like the right words for something, but not the thing I'm after. It's like and a, not in the right order. Some some brand like Samsung spelled backwards or something. The uh, the 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 NAND flash is Kioxia. So, um, so it's good flash chips on yeah, a, it's, on a it's who knows flash. what board. I uh, the 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 boards out of america so the guy who was selling it to me is like he's like these are like a lot cheaper than than if you were to buy a, a samsung and i'm like okay mm-hmm. what's the what's it's the right you know what's the catch here and he's like it's good kioxia you know nand flash and the and the controller's some other good brand out of the united states of america he said but they're assembled in China, and people don't like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, not, not red-blooded okay. Americans don't anyway. Eh? And I said, what was that? It's 40% cheaper. I'll take it. <laughs> so we'll see how they go. They're on trial. Uh, they got like a five-year warranty. It's a, I think it's got a ride endurance of 1.3, so I don't know. We'll give it a, Who knows? Give it a red you, hot you, You're building these and racking them yourself. Yeah. So you're yeah. finally you're finally going colo, eh? So I wanted an Australian machine, but um, like honestly, I would have to sell both of my kidneys to rent one out of Australia. So we just decided to build one, um, and I've hooked up with a good colo provider. Um, obviously, getting fingered on on the uh, bandwidth charge out here. Electricity is pretty expensive here as well, so. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. It's the first first floor A in the colo. Um, if this one works out, we'll probably look at jamming something into um, <coughs> usurpers colo somewhere. Yeah, I have room. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but um, I think for, for higher end machines, I think it makes sense to build something rather than rent it. the uh, The rental machines are like a little bit tired too. So, well, not with yeah. not with a not, not a ninety three fifty four. It's only they're only going to be used yeah. a couple of things. No, but the, I mean, like you know, even the tired ones, like the um, you know seven thousand two, seven thousand four series, are still quite expensive to rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything and if, epic is going to be expensive, right? Because it kind of I mean, the targets like a different market. Yeah, if and if you want any kind of decent amount of storage, you're fucked. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like yeah, they well the big ones like if you want like over like if you start getting a twelve terabyte. Yeah, SSDs yeah, and stuff, they start really charging for those things. If you want, but like four, a four TB disc is going to cost you like 50 euro or something like that a month. Yes, yeah, not much. We, yeah. we want like 15 or 30 terabyte discs. And then, you know, like, so that's, that's fully out of what most companies will be able to spec you off the shelf. 
Yeah, exactly. So you're looking at something custom and then they're like, well, we've got to buy these and we want to pay them back in two months. So <clears throat> If it wasn't for those discs, you'd probably be looking at, I don't know, most $1,000 a month. So the, yeah, it takes you pet to run up to the cost of what buying all that kit is going to cost you, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the payoff on this compared to what we're paying now for a far lesser machine, uh, the payoff is 12 months. So that's including our hosting cost the payoff worked out at 12 months and it, that should go down if you add more hardware right because you're basically you have a, you have a pretty high fixed cost yeah so the the internet price is high um yeah. so once we add more um rus in the colo it'll be get it'll become more economical so yeah we've been like we've been back and forth because we have um our big issue is one gig lines are pretty cheap around here 10 gig lines are really expensive um like 10 gig line for us is like anywhere between 1500 and 15,000 a month. Um, so they're like really, they get really pricey, but our one gig, like we get, you know, we get a slash 24 on a one gig for 150 bucks a month, which is like really cheap. Um, so in, in Australia, if you have to ask how much a 10 gig is, you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm sure it's fucking insane. I'm sure. Well, I mean, egress, especially if it's o- like over the internet, I'm guessing if you're in country, well, you can't control that. So it doesn't matter. Um, Interestingly or they're, I'm though, they, they did give us unlimited um, data. So that is generally in the rental space out of Australia or APAC mm-hmm. or Singapore. Yeah. Um, unlimited data is not really heard of. You can get it, but right. they charge you for it a lot. Right. So, right. Yeah. 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 Especially AP, like, like, Usually ten or twenty terabytes a month or something like that, which is which is not yeah enough ten in these to twenty five terabytes. Like usually top out at twenty five terabytes. Yeah, um, for like off the shelf type stuff. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. The gig is eight hundred kanga bucks. So that's it's uh, a lot. Five hundred, five hundred US. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. You'll have fun with it. You're still gonna have to. I mean, even with that, you're gonna need some offsite backups of those archives and you're going to have some other stuff it's going to be but you'd have that cost anyway but it's looking to be pricey well the good thing about that is like you know so this is going into m1 in melbourne Mm -hmm. um so we can get you know something else in m2 and use the (laughs) and use the um like 25 gig uh cross connect with Mm -hmm. the with our colo provider so we don't actually have to go over the internet we can just back up off-site without going over the internet so that's cool yeah nice um, yeah so that should be like you know uh, a, a pivot from what we've done to date so it'll be a interesting learning curve all new problems yeah but it's not it's not critical infrastructure to begin with like we're not running validators or anyone's yeah. any customer services out of there or anything so yeah, we just like we we're burning through NVMe discs, so that, that's like a real pain in the ass on our side. Because um, these are these are NVMe sticks, they're not drives, so they're like because these backplanes are really old, so they're basically like four port NVMe cards that are sitting in PCI slots. And so, um, sounds like they might have consumer NVMe's in them too. <laughs> well, they're, they're I mean, on the stick side, there really are not enterprise NVMe's and sticks, right? These are those are all like two and a half inch, right? You can um, get a you can get a Dupa store uh, yeah. stick. Yeah, <laughs> I could find some Dupa stores. Um, yeah, so and and like they, I mean, they these are the last thing. I mean, those things have been there for a couple of years now, but still, like when they fail, there's there's not like it's not the same amount of redundancy, right? Like 
on the SSD side, you can create like a 10 drive SSD array and I can have hot spares and things just kind of takes care of itself and that type of stuff, which is, which is, even though it's arrayed is a pain in the ass, at least it's redundant. Uh, on the NVMe side, you just don't have that. So you have to be planful around that, which is just a bit of a pain in the ass. So you say you got these sitting in expansion cards, did you say? Just like I have to in the, on these boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like four four port NVMe on a sixteen, uh, like a it doesn't really matter, but uh, on a PCI slot. So there's there's one or two of those in each of these ten servers that we have, um, and then those things get, get basically get exposed as data stores. So um, and then those can those can actually blow up. It's not that big of a deal because most of that stuff that we put on there is more like node based type stuff, and nodes are disposable. So it's not that big of a deal. And then like things that are important, like our monitoring and like Horcrux and that kind of shit, those sit on larger SSD arrays that can have fails. Like it's not a big deal. So, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, you know, somebody's got to go in there and you get that thing's dead and it can die. But then at some point I got to reboot that server because I got to go in there and replace that fucking thing. But to reboot, it means everything that's on that needs to go down and that might be okay. It might not be okay. And it takes forever to shut down. And then you got to, somebody's got to go do it. And like, Anyway, you'll see. We'll see. Once one of those, once one of those fails, you'll be like, "Fucking hell!" What's the, uh, what's the, the, what do they call it? What's the, what's the, the um, smart endpoint for like the percentage used? They don't. That doesn't (laughs) really matter though. Doesn't even tell you. Thousand percent. (laughs) No, I think these NVMe's have failed. Probably, I think in Zavix, it probably showed less than maybe a hundred percent, one hundred and forty. Some of those were less. They're they're all like you know. But again, these are they're just kind of anyway. Rama says enough. No complaining. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, that's what this is about, man. That's why we we came on here. First pitching, first pitching about not enough preamble, and then okay, too much preamble. <laughs> <laughs> too much. We're only we're only twenty minutes into talking about the story, time. man. I'm not looking yeah. at my fucking spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, Drill tweet of the week. It was not last oh, week. Oh, it's early. Yeah. So. Usurper. Yep. Say when. Stop. Jesus. Okay. Um, left is that page the section? Right. Uh, the section is dogs. Oh, okay. I like dogs. I like dags. <laughs> you like dags? I like dags. <laughs> <laughs> left page or right page? Uh, let's see. Left. Yep. Reader's choice. Just find a good one. <laughs> find something uh, okay, that tickles. We're, yeah, we're just going to go um, for the middle one, which is What's the job where you dress up like a Michelin man and get attacked by vicious dogs? Anyway, that's the thing I spent $80,000 at college for. You have to go to college to do that? I think that's the joke. That's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a comedy. It's comedy. (laughs) It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. (laughs) I tried. I I can't get it. I tried. What was that? What was that hockey thing you posted? You said, oh, that's a so that you fucked I was, my brain up. I was I, like, I feel like I should know this reference. This must that's be a, a clip from Slapshot with Paul Newman. If you ever seen that movie, that's a great movie. I'll put the link in the show notes. Great American seventies seventies. I don't know what year that is. I'll take a guess. I'll, say it's, Newman I'll guess it's like seventy nine, seventy eight, maybe eighty. Um, great hockey movie about the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, it's. Uh, Awesome comedy should be should should be watched. Slap shot, not slap, shot. slap yeah. not slap shot. Slap shot, not slap shot. A Paul Newman classic. Okay, Paul Newman said, "How bad can it be?" 
Okay. Slap chop today. Slap your troubles away. Okay. Uh, slap shot. Uh huh. Slap shot. Okay. Add it to your list. Seventy-seven. Here, was close. Okay. Yep. Um, I will. So I will, if, it's on, a, if it's on fucking Netflix, I'll find it. Let's let's do it. Oh, it's definitely in there. Yeah. 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 So yes. the cosmos, the cosmos made some other progress this week, um, Serp, that you might be interested in. I I know the fray doesn't give a fuck. But uh, can I can I throw in a a piece of news first? Sure, you may. Because okay, so this only matters to people. Maybe only matters to people in the UK, but it is interesting. Is that last week there was uh, I think Thursday, so just after the show aired, uh, there was a working document published um, by. Oh, I can't remember these fucking groups. Like they're important, but they're all the titles are so. Yeah, the technology working group to the asset management task force issued an interim report on UK fund tokenization. Um, the big thing here basically is uh, fund tokenization um, in a regulated way, and the FCA being okay with it. So it's kind of interesting, but also like Loki, kind of not um, because. It only covers funds using ledgers for um, essentially a, a system of record, right? And it kind of seems like a bit of a meme to me. Like, I, you know, when you're like, I'm not sure if I get what's going on here. Yeah, um, all the time in this show. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. But if they're just using it as a, um, a database, essentially, but a distributed one, uh-huh. then it's a meme, right? Because why not just instead get every hedge fund in the world and tell them to run Apache Cassandra? And then just expose a port to each other, and then they have fault tolerance. And right. none, and if any of those hedge funds gets blown up by a bomb, all the other hedge funds will know. I mean, and that is literally how international banking, I assume, currently operates with some kind of sharded distributed databases, right? Um, one would hope. One would hope. Um, so the fact that it's kind of, it's sort of private, but it's also sort of in the public kind of just seems like you're asking somebody to just grief your record, right? Because the ledger can be rewritten. I think a lot of this stuff that's been done so far is on Polygon. So I don't know like what level of, I don't think they have the same <laughs> governance drama or, or, or any of that stuff that, that Cosmos has, but. So what did, what did they approve exactly? They approved something. Is that what you're saying? So they've, they've pushed, they've sort of greenlit a slow burn, um, uh, path to fund tokenization so it's like tradfi using public ledgers to represent funds um and there's there's like a uh, there's at least one company that has a regulated exchange uh where certain people could buy those funds which are ultimately represented on chain so something like what was that um cosmos chain that like kind of failure to launch uh failed to launch failure to be more specific than that um <laughs> that, that one failed to launch that was all about um etfs what was that called Oh, uh, defund. defund. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Defund, so, yeah. So imagine defund, but it's yeah. actually a regulated financial institution that can sell you a fund. But are they, they, are, they, are they packaging them up in some sort of group of assets? It sounded like what you are talking about before was more like a, a CBDC. It sounded like it was just like, we want to use a ledger for a digital currency, but that currency has to be backed. No, there's no, kind of there's no currency involved. They just, they're issuing a token that represents shares in, say, like an ETF or a fund. Oh, so it is... Oh, it is a representation of some other financial asset, like some sort of yeah. fund it's not the asset, type structure. It's, yeah, so it's, it's a representation of the asset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, well, it means that the asset, the representation of the asset is living on a public ledger, and then ultimately, uh-huh. I, I guess, is going to be 
if it was to be traded or redeemed or whatever, would be redeemed via one of those regulated players that has a private, currently a private regulated exchange for their investors. I got it. To use those funds. Okay. So, but, so if I own if I own a token of a certain amount, I own that in a physical in some other financial type of thing. If I turn that in, they burn that, and I receive the actual financial whatever whatever. That type of I idea. Think that's essentially it. So essentially the, the, idea. the mechanics of it, really, the report doesn't isn't interested in mechanics, implementation, any of that stuff. It's just interested in like the regulatory framework. But I, I do look at this and I go, well, I mean, if that is actually a representation of the the asset, then what happens if there's a cyber attack? What happens if you get owned? What happens if there's a governance attack? It is an interesting question. I, I don't know how much like um the implementers or the regulator actually um i mean they all seem like smart enough people the the people i've i've actually interacted with in any way but yeah i don't know to what extent like there is risk involved in this in any way or whether it's because like the thing is it's like is it the system of record like is it is it the system of record or is there also postgres running over here because i bet you there's also postgres running over here and i bet you if polygon shits the bed or gets attacked they just turn it off, go back to Postgres, and go. Don't worry, fun safe. So, so they did select Polygon, like some sort of rep- like some sort of contract or representation on Polygon, in some sort of way. My understanding is the pilot, the the current pilot that's in you that is in use, that's referenced in the fund tokenization report, is referring to a, a uh, implementation on Polygon. Why would they even need a public blockchain? Like. Uh, what they're saying is they're basically saying blockchain as a technology makes sense for this use case, but DeFi is bullshit. So, yeah. so which okay, and, and so maybe that public, you can't even buy it. Like you can't even interact with it. Yeah. So it, you, why? I mean, they could run ten servers in a fucking data center and have a blockchain that runs says, "Hey, it's immutable." Which yes, it's yeah. a database that has structure around it for sure, and they receive the get the same benefit. Like I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense why they'd even use a public chain. Like what, yeah, my only understanding inspection. My only- yeah, that, this is why I'm like, there must be something I've misunderstood from what yeah. this pilot use case is, is saying and, and what that current implementation is. Um, because so yeah. why, why? Um, because I, 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 also, I also know that like obviously the inputs and whatnot um, will be like hashed. It's not like they're going to be like, this is not like it's going to be an NFT with a memo field that says this NFT represents $500,000 worth of X asset. Like, obviously it's not, but at the same time, like if you look to the series of assets that were being issued on Polygon and you looked at the source um, wallet or the Minter contract and you were like, well, this is clearly run by one entity and it looks like they have a specific pattern of usage and lifetime. It yeah. looks like they're all moving back to this one point and then they're coming back out again. Yeah. They seem to have, you know, just random hashes in them or whatever. I mean, look. You, so who's, security, who's running that? You've got security by obscurity, right? But it doesn't mean that somebody can't see that in the open and go like, I wonder what that is and whether or not it's valuable in some way. Because even disrupting it could potentially be valuable, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no different anything else, right? But so who's who? Who put that out? Where's that from? Um, I'll I'll add a link to the uh, to the All show right. notes. I put a link in there. It's so, uh, it's the very very catchy interim report from the Technology Working Group to the Asset Management Task Force uh, with <laughs> what's with, that acronym? Yeah, exactly. With with the assistance of the UK Investment Association and the so is this, uh, is this like a government agency of some sort, or is it a bunch of? So it's a private uh, a 
a private body with the sort of pseudo blessing of the FCA, which is the regulator. So the FCA is the regulator. um, And they've sort of held hands throughout the process. And the FCA has basically said, okay, that seems like a reasonable blueprint to start taking this forward. Now you've kind of done some pilot stuff. Um, My understanding is that if you are a company working with any kind of tokenized fund representation in the uk um what is going to happen next is probably that the fca is going to ask you to say get in touch essentially Mm -hmm. and they're probably going to make you register in some way i don't know if there'll be a financial cost involved in that or whether it will just be a putting yourself on a register of companies that are working with the technology in some way but almost everybody working with funds uh, like as in a fund is uh, in TradFi is already going to be regulated by the FCA anyway. So right, um, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's it's a sort of a weird one because uh, like obviously you don't need to re- register with the FCA if you were just running a private blockchain because nobody cares. And I don't get why you need to use a public blockchain other than maybe an investor wants to look at the um, look at ETH scan on their mobile phone while they're on the toilet. Uh, that's, that's the that's- only use case I can think of. As one does, so yeah, I mean, so I guess we, we, we all look at mint, mint scan on the ball. And it would right? have it would have to be new assets, right? Because you you couldn't you couldn't mirror you couldn't mirror an ownership structure or anything else from some other data source onto that chain, right? So the long term play must be Yolo DeFi. It, like it seems like it's that a baby to step towards yes, right? Like we haven't figured out how to actually put an asset on chain and collateralize it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we are going to say we're going to keep this shit on the side and trust us. If you want to make a change, we're going to make a change and you're going to see that change. And then that change actually gets reflected. And when you want to actually sell this thing, we totally got you, bro. We're going to go sell it on this side because you're kind of trusting yeah. us to make that sale, right? Or you're trusting us to make that move because we're the broker of all, all the actual transactions on chain, right? Basically, my, my guess at the moment is it's blockchain, but Postgres is running over here. If anything goes wrong, they just yeah, have a backup a of Postgres right. and they say, fuck it. Right. The experiment failed, right? Right. But presumably the long-term plan is to be the any of these firms that are involved in this process any of these stakeholders that are involved in the process presumably have clients who are big enough that want um some exposure to digital assets and they're going okay look if we are the first to jump here and we take on a bit of risk and we just do something that actually doesn't really do much it's technologically kind of noddy but you know whatever it it gets us in the space it gets us on a public blockchain then when we start being able to maybe suggest oh for high uh, what's it called like uh, the, you know the, the accredited investors you have in the US like maybe in 5 years time they get to go oh well what if we could do certain types of defi on our funds but only for accredited investors because the other thing that's obviously a part of this um framework is uh, KYC AML, right? Mm-hmm. That's half the report is KYC AML. And it's just like all of these I'm firms. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All these firms are already registered with the FCA. They already blah, blah, blah. Like it's it's that kind of stuff, right? Right. Um, so yeah, my, my guess is that it must be just a long-term play to try and be the first mover that gets to YOLO DeFi for very wealthy individuals and and organizations. That, that, seems, that, that seems like the only way it makes sense. Otherwise why use a public blockchain right and also why use ethereum adjacent blockchains well i mean that would be the case you could make that case for anything but yeah agreed well 
Yeah, why not use YOLO on Aptos where it's, it's objectively faster? Right, right. Or, yeah, or also, there's, there's not a huge amount of transactions on Aptos at the moment, so there's no congestion for you to compete with. <laughs> there you go. Always, looking, always taking the positive side of things. No, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I don't know why everybody <laughs> is always so down on my, uh, on my worldview. I've just said, like... Uh, Chihuahua's wide open. (laughs) If I, if honestly, if I was the Amtos Foundation, what I'd be doing right now is I would be going to central banks and being like, "Oh, they definitely are." Yeah, I would be going like, "We can undercut this stuff." Um, We'll just. I mean, look. I'll put a link in the show notes, but there was just a medium post that came out from the uh, from the Apple's team at the at the back end of our preview net two, Um, and. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I want to maybe I'll try to quote it real quick. Oh, oh come on, fucking history! Really the technical difficulties, uh, little. I can't find it, but yeah. Anyway, um, but part of that, part of that in there. I don't know how you could find it, like among all of your notes. I'm just going. I'm just going through. I'm just going through the history because sometimes Chrome based tools. Uh, let me see if I can find it where it says around credit. Nope, doesn't have it in there. Uh, there was somewhere in that either it's in the article or I'll I'll link back to the Twitter stuff as well. But but whenever TPS came up and the transactions per second is part of this, their their um their yardstick was credit cards, right? So like like that, that always comes back. That's which, which we've seen before. It's not just Aptos, like a, which is a good it's a good like yardstick to use. But people say okay, it's thirty thousand you know transactions a second, or we were sustaining twenty four thousand for today at these complicated transactions for 24 hours without issue and, you know, 2 billion, you know, transactions over, over two days or whatever the heck it was. And then that's a good number, but people can't relate to that. So what they do is they actually always relay it back to credit and they say, well, you know, the all, all credit houses, you know, kind of average around 1800 transactions a second. So we're already, you know, way more and blah, 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 blah. So I, I guarantee chains like this, which they should be doing, like absolutely should be doing, but they're probably doing a bit of a roadshow around some of these types of things and say like why this is better. Right. Um, yeah, Cause your, like, your Postgres, your Postgres example is right. But like yeah. in the credit industry, when you have like multiple houses and you have all these delayed transactions and reversals and all this type of stuff, like the ledger there is good Lord. Like that's complicated shit. Right. So it's a good use case if we can, if, and I, I assume, I would assume these houses are already looking at it or they're running in house or something else. Doesn't matter. doesn't mean it's going to end up public, but. You would thought so, yeah. Well, but then again, like also, I, I think there a lot of this is something I saw with um, some fintech providers in the UK and Cosmos during the bull market um, was that people came along to meetups and they were um, talking about doing in-house projects, and they definitely were working at fintech companies, right? And sure. probably trad more tradfi fintech companies, right? those people have dropped off my radar. I haven't really heard from people doing that sort of stuff since things have gone a bit south. I yep. don't know if that's because those programs got canned because the market cooled or whether it is because, and again, like, I know I'm down on the Cosmos SDK, but I genuinely think there is a little bit of like, it is hard to work with. It is Byzantine. The amount of people you can find who are professionals to work with you on it is relatively small. Yep. Um, but I think like in terms of like pure off the shelf, you could literally get it running in five minutes. Um, just as like a hello world example, the Cosmos SDK was one of the best examples of that for doing like an in-house skunkworks project. So that was why I think I saw people doing that. And I heard of people and I met people doing that uh, with the Cosmos SDK, but I haven't heard much since. 
And mm-hmm. so what I kind of wonder is for those, what like, because obviously I don't know about every ecosystem, but, but my perception is that there are very few, very generalized, like off the shelf blockchains that you could do like a very minimal project with and then iterate forward because either blockchains are kind of proof of work or very special case or very minimal. They're literally just like a, here's how baby's first blockchain works, right? right. Just really, really simple blockchain. Or they're like, okay, well, it's a smart contract platform. And as soon as you have a smart contract platform um, with a VM, it's not always the case, but it's usually the case that the VM is very closely tied to how the blockchain works because the types of transactions that you get going through your um, smart contract VM are obviously going to affect how you want to optimize the consensus engine, the storage engine, things like that, right? And, and that's what you see with Aptos, right? Mm-hmm. They aggressively optimize the types of transactions and the use cases they think they're going to have, like right. uh, mints and whatnot. And um, the thing that you... And, and you can't really do that in the same way uh, in Cosmos without really kind of like deviating quite heavily from the base template of the SDK that everybody else is using. Sure. Uh, if not actually like starting to rewrite parts of the stack lower down, right? Um, and, but they, but they could. Yes. Right. I mean, like we talked about, we talked about moving the base SDK over to Rust, right? Which was a project that was happening. And like, I mean, this, I mean, this team has rewritten this consensus engine like three times. Since we've been working on it, yeah. Well, right? I mean, they have they have a lot of money, and they are they oh, have that's, that's the difference, right? But they they have they have tens of millions of dollars to throw at the problem, and they demonstrably have experts who publish papers on this. That I think it's an expertise thing. I don't know. I, I, I not saying funding doesn't play a role, but to give you a genuine genuine, like obviously, I know that there are um, the pockets of blockchain expertise in academia are like very spread out, right? Mm-hmm. And not not everybody is on top of every single thing that's happening like some people have cryptographers some people are consensus experts or distributed systems engineers or they're, they're physicists who like there's the the paper that we were talking to i was talking about with shortsy in the group earlier um about approaching physical limits right yeah. which is all about speed of light on uh, distributed it's a really interesting and we've literally seen that over and over again in networks right null runs into that problem all the time so there's people who have like very very specific expertise in very very specific things but um the it feels like there is especially on like the, the kind of consensus bit and then the, the smart contract bit and the la- and the move language those three chunks all could be people who would never necessarily know what the others were working on but they have experts in all of those fields who have done work that has led to uh, SWE and so, so on that level, I think they do have a technical advantage. It is yeah. my perception based on talking to real academics in the space and going like, oh, but you know about the implementation of this that's in Aptos in production right now. Yeah. And people go like, I was aware of a paper, a working right. paper in like, 2021. I, right. right. And you're like, oh no, the working paper is now a published paper and it's now in production. And, and it's already like, gone through multiple revisions and test nets and this and that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't maybe, I don't know if that's a I mean we're I don't know, we're way off topic but but I don't know if that's a it, I don't know if that's so much is it cash or is it motivation and it it feels like like yeah. that team that team that we work with on the episode side seems very focused I know they're clearly they're going after specific markets with that technology right and that that might be led by investors 
which they have a significant number of large well-back investors who are probably help guiding them around specific markets. Like I could see credit being one of those. I could see anything that has large transactional type structures to say, this is a better solution for that. It's more distributed. It's more blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and they, they would also have the ability to create opportunities to go change those markets with that technology, showing that it's proven, showing that it's tested and kind of building a roadmap of basically dominoes to knock down, trying to get to some sort of piece where this technology gets used for a, a global credit type system or a payment transaction or something else, right. That that's used in those types of areas. Like on the, in, in the Cosmos ecosystem, like we have a lot of use cases like that are kind of separate that are solving a small problem using that technology. But I don't know at, from maybe it's an ICF thing, or maybe it's from a, an underlying technology that everybody uses is that same direction there. Like they're not trying to solve this 30,000 TPS problem. Like it's clear, right? Nobody has any interest in doing that. Cause that's not maybe the focus. So is it just like, hey, here's this thing. We can go build some stuff and we can make it go a little bit faster if we want it to. And we can't really push it too far, but it's really, but it's, but it's open and anybody can use it. And it's, you know, extremely available to be able to use and extend, which we've seen. And maybe that, maybe that's enough, right? Um, which I guess is, has been for DYDX and say and others. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think my, my, if, if, I could be wrong about this, but I think my, my hot take purely from having been, in the Ruby on Rails community in the 2000s would be that Ruby on Rails was a great technology. It really did like push forward web development in some important ways and the ergonomics of it being able to scaffold a, a simple application for most use cases inside of five minutes and then spend the rest of your life maintaining it in great amounts of pain and increasing pain over time. It sounds a lot like Cosmos. And the irony of Cosmos, right, is that they said that it's the Ruby on Rails of blockchains. What happened with Ruby on Rails, of course, is that the some of the smartest people in ruby on rails jumped into other ecosystems like um closure for example was full of rails people when i first started working in lisp yeah. uh, node js was full of rails people going like we've got to have a great build system we've got to have great templating and ultimately other languages and other frameworks got more mindshare and took those ideas further and into like look at like node.js now like look at isomorphic javascript and all of that stuff i mean like there was there were aspirationally people were trying to do that with ruby in 2004 but couldn't obviously do the isomorphic front end stuff in the same way um settled on coffee script instead but yeah. a lot of those a lot of those kind of a lot of the pain learned through that ruby and ruby on rails implementation path and the various versions of rails and the merb merge and all that kind of crazy stuff which only ruby people will remember um ultimately ruby became a uh, ruby on rails became a dead technology sometime in the mid 2010s there are still obviously mm -hmm. a lot of legacy sites built during it but you, you wouldn't yep. you wouldn't do it today right but it was a great technology while it lasted and it did so much to push the space forward and like i think in some ways that the, the tenement, I would agree tenement to that case, right? The I mean, it, it's not dead though. I mean, I'm not saying that. But, yeah, it's not but dead. It's, it's like, pushed it's that. Legacy. I mean, it's clearly it's pushed the space forward, legacy. right? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I think the the difficulty is that, like, without a core technical roadmap that is centralized, is that the yeah. word you're searching for. <laughs> open source. This is the thing. Open source projects <laughs> need good core central vision that's that that is they the do. reality and, and i think the problem is we're too used to cosplaying uh, decentralization in cosmos at the expense of pragmatism and 
one of the big learnings that teams will take away from the cosmos mm -hmm. is to work out when to spend your bickies on decentralization and like yep. and i think all of us kind of have the view that if you're going to do decentralization do it on the right thing and do it as actual decentralization not decentralization theater would be a good learning <laughs> um you know for things like the actual investment structure the roadmap the vision the adoption path the business like um uh, development all that kind of stuff yeah does anybody give a shit if that's centralized really i'm sure lots of people do yeah i i i don't because i think the I, th I think once it has a momentum of its own that might sort itself out and it will naturally spread out the mind share maybe yeah i mean look at linux right you get lots of different distributions you get lots of different opinions it becomes an ecosystem happy days right but it's the, not the linux kernel problems. but the kernel to, to continue this nerdy um relationship the kernel is quite centralized from a from a leadership perspective like that Linus is still he still drives direction on that kernel and they still control what goes in and what goes out even though that's gotten obviously extremely large in terms of con con contributors and structure that roadmap is is still i don't think it's as centralized as it was but it's it still has a daddy right um yeah and that daddy has a vision for where that there that goes and now obviously it's kind of achieved all its objectives but in the early days like you, you hear stories about how um, how centralized that was in terms of like flat out rejecting change and fuck you, we're not doing this and those types of things, which I don't, which again, for, well, remember, for, Git, for the time and Git. place, it, it worked, right? Well, remember Git, the technology is named after Linus referring to his own management style, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Because his, his joke about Git was, I name all my projects after myself. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I learned something today. All right, now what were you going to talk about twenty minutes ago? Fuck if I know. Can't remember. <laughs> okay. really. Did you solve? Did you solve Pego? No. Pego or did you get Pegoed? Solve. So actually, I was going to mention that uh, for us Cosmos people, operationally, there uh, is an improvement that is going to happen on the um, chain registry. Thanks to Schultzy, they're going to add the fucking go version so you can now implement that in your uh in your automation that's, that's all parts that's all part of schultz's goal of never having ansible variables associated to any chain data beautiful in the repo not, <laughs> not in cosmos.directory yeah, that's a good goal i like that goal it's totally yeah so now we can put a uh a go check at the start of every upgrade so we don't have to fucking initiate the upgrade twice every single time he says, damn straight. <laughs> that's a that's my issue with that too, is because there's always like a little piece of information that's missing out of there. Um even like even well, even it's build always flags you try to do the upgrade, like then you go back and you fucking install the right version of Go and then you do the upgrade again. So Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly Especially annoying. ones that are lagging, which is a little bit annoying. Yeah. You're always going between like one one nine and like one two three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bounce between. Well, actually, I think we have ones on 19, 20, and 21 and some mm -hmm. sort of thing. Crazy. Mm -hmm. um, did you Quite want to start news. on the news? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Noel, do you want to shoot? Because there were a couple of pieces in there that excited you. Uh, yeah, I haven't read it. I've been completely distracted because the stuff you've been talking about was boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Which one do you do you reckon interests me? I don't see any 
Let's talk about uh, let's talk about row eighteen. Aren't you a heavy aren't you a heavy investor in Coinbase's coin now? Coinbase's coin is that the USDC? No. What is coin? What is dollar sign coin? Is that is there a coin? A coin coin? <laughs> well, who knew? Imagine time the to update thing. The imagine imagine the dumbest thing you can imagine. And so, then dumb it down some more, baby. Okay, let's go. Uh, it's time to update the system. BlackRock, <clears throat> I mean Coinbase's video. We're born into it. We <laughs> work hard. Video now. Get good grades and go to college. Debt is good. Debt is so good. It's time to update the system with Coinbase. Buy coin. <laughs> the the video is absolutely cringe. It is the cringiest thing. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look on uh, Coinbase's Twitter, I'll post it in the chat. Um, it's oh my god! It literally will hurt your retinas. Sound on as well for full cringe effect. Not right now, though. <laughs> Robert says, "Please put it on." <laughs> um, Devastating stuff. Yeah, I guess. Like, is this the link here? That is, in fact, the link. People on the Twitter no, accounts love it, though. The greatest ad of all time. No, your oh mic is on, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll put that one in the show notes. It I, is. I take a mass in my own hands. It's something. Okay, it's um, yeah. Do you know what? it? It I don't know. It 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 trips all of the worst cringe things, doesn't it? Because you know when it's a bunch of nerds who are trying to sell you something, and that something is a risky asset on a blockchain. You're like, yeah, okay. You're like, uh, the system, the system, the system. It's like, no, you're just trying to do first mover advantage on a last sucker, fa- a last sucker Ponzi. Like <laughs> it, you're not trying to change anything. You're just trying to get over the fact that we are at a stagnation of economic and social policy by enriching yourselves and then exiting. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen this script before. Don't play like you're the good guys. Very occasionally you see an interesting idea in the space and you're like, okay, they might actually genuinely believe what they say and think is a good thing. And maybe it is actually a public good. E- but that's like 1%. And then the rest of them, when it's like category A and they're a massive company and they're backed by, you just like, oh dear. It's like, you know, when you go to a nightclub uh, and there's like somebody who's just like, you're just like, you're embarrassing yourself. You should go home. <laughs> You've had one too many. Rama says his comment was Coinbase seems very brave taking on the system after the lawsuit dropped. I agree with that too. Like, well, like, well, like we got this far. Fuck it. Let's put this yeah. thing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's just that like, we've had the lawsuit drop. Let's just YOLO a shit. Let's, fucking, let's see what's let's get sued again. Right. Mean I, any fucking thing. I'm now up to date, and that was very cinematic. You look changed, you look transformed, you look ready to fight for the future. <laughs> The future's fucked, apparently, according to Coinbase. It's fucked. Well, it's fucked if you buy Coinbase's ICO. <laughs> uh, oh, I love the cringe comments as well. I know. They're all so positive. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> like, well I, done. Give this At least they did admit that they're biased. So. Yeah. You, yeah. Do you know what? It's back to the thing that Rama said. Like, if you accept that crypto is just like about forgetting the day job, having a bit of a YOLO, 
mucking around, which I think it is for most people, that's fine. That's not this ad. But yeah, this ad is like, it's just such hopium, isn't it? You're just like, look. Put it in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just like, look, the, 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 the answers to life and like all that other stuff are really boring. It's work hard, pick a career where it's not the most interesting thing, but it is well paid and you can achieve mastery and then get better paid and then just grind grind that fucking thing and save save 30% of your salary and put it into things that appreciate with compound interest that's that that's how it works it's not hard that's how pension I, funds work right I, like i guarantee this this ad actually will be in the super bowl now that i'm looking at the way it's shot and like the, the cinematography of it and everything else yeah this is headed that way oh my it god maybe this will be the next one this is why people hate people in crypto this is why people hate us this is why well, we can't say what we do for a living. That that and there's there's no more celebrity sponsorships of crypto type shit. That's it. That those days are those days are nobody's stepping up in that anymore. Not that yeah, yeah. somebody else just got picked up, right? And somebody what else. Celebrity. What celebrity would would front this? Do you reckon? It's just. I know. It's so cringe, isn't it? Who, it's like he, like Helen Mirren's paying grandmother or something. Cost, <laughs> this has cost the entire fucking like like node budget for King Nodes for the whole year. Just this is do you know what this video. video is like this video is like you know if there was like a celebrity endorsement of it and then somebody called them out on it they'd be like if you were paid to do if you were paid well i was paid to do this you'd have said yes too <laughs> that would be the only explanation 100 percent. get like um get louis through to do it something like that <laughs> perfect was at this point i was noticing some hostility towards myself from the coinbase executives <laughs> as i asked more questions <laughs> about their investment scheme uh it's funny too funny Oh, yeah, I don't know. So fucking blowhard. They, they which, are. It's which like, agency did this? The and like they, created and it's team. weird. And the Coinbase is responding to every one of those. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they're they're all over it. Uh, let's see what else. Raise, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah. last week uh, I'll pick up another piece of news while you read those comments and enjoy your snack. It's breakfast time. Oh yeah. Um, I think. Per us calling it out, was it last week or the week before related to some of the notional excitement? Uh, but a proposal number 104 on the Cosmos Hub has been put forward to, yes, clawback 120,000 Adam left in the vesting wallet. I think that's what it is, right? Oh, no, there was 120,000 originally. There's 90,000 left that are locked and vesting. And I think the idea is being to pull all this back. What do you think the likelihood of that going ahead is? I don't think it'll happen. Are they still meeting their obligations? They they put out their report, man. Don't they've done the report. Don't put. I mean, does that matter? Does, <laughs> does the contract make any difference? Does it, does the promises made or not made can, make any can difference? Can drama in this? and logic both stand in the same room? <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, yeah. Well, the paper I'm writing at the moment is is infinitely improved in its central thesis by this new development. <laughs> Let me just tell you. It's amazing. It's just just when you're like you're researching all the times that stuff like this has happened in crypto and you're like, wow, it seems really confined to cosmos. Um I wonder if it's gonna happen again sometime soon. And you're like, bam. Just when we're at the pre-draft stage. Uh I'll probably get some uh, comic comeback for, for chuckling at that. Zach, you comment in here. I think the appropriate thing to do is claw back the funds and have notional or a successor proposal. We should develop a new account type with native clawbacks. Comparisons to Prop 16. 
Why am I getting buzzed now on my fucking microphone? Comparisons to Prop 16 are inappropriate. The community fund proposal contemplates a clawback for dispute resolution, and this seems to be required in this setting. Can I point out the obvious to Zach here, which is that Dowdow already does this, and they should just put next time, just fucking put that money into Dowdow on Osmosis or Juno. Nah. And then they could just cancel the vesting or even pause the vesting rather than canceling if there was a dispute in flight. Why why bring in Let's just use this, the straight governance proposal structure that we have. That's yeah, extremely it's, limited with yes, no, whatevers. Yeah, and, and then we can implement an entirely new uh, account transaction type uh, with all of the scaffolding, bike shedding, and uh, you know, merge hell that that involves to get through that one type. That would be fucking cool. That would be great. Let's do exactly. that. So yeah, anyway, I don't know why they're not just using Dowdow, they should use Dowdow, but I guess it didn't exist at the time, but, um, I don't know if it would matter, would it? Wait, no, it did fucking exist. No, whatever, man. They just, yeah, yeah. whatever. They, the hub going to be the hub. They're going to do hub things. This you is know? a hub thing. <laughs> they're going to do hub things. This is an amazing hub thing. Not our fault. Um, so, oh man, I just, I had to watch that Coinbase thing again and it's, Oh, I just regret it. You watch it again. Every so, like it, it is like it is, it is, it is almost like the room level bad. You know, it, it's almost like you know bad good. It's so, but I think it might just be bad. I think it's just bad. I think it's just cringe. I don't think it's bad good. It's just bad. Oh, just oh, every bit of it. You're just like I'm. I'm being talked down to, and my intelligence is being insulted. <laughs> and 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 of all people. I won't be talked down to by Coinbase because you people are fucking stupid. Um, uh. Oh, it actually, you know, it actually made me, oh, the first time I watched it, I cringe. I think this time it just pissed me off. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, anyway. It's bad. Anyway, so Clawback, happy days, all fun and games. Um, Smith has released the hounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is not Prop 16. It's not, uh, it's not a tuba. This is, <laughs> it's not a tuba. This is a different type of this is changing the changing the blockchain. This is a different type of changing the blockchain. <laughs> this one, same this end one, result, but totally different. Totally yeah, different. Because this one can be done automatically via governance proposal without any custom. Co- oh wait. Oh wait. Oh, oh oh wait. No no. It is the no. council investing contract, which is actually non-trivial. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Great. Um. Uh, so all fun and games yep i uh yeah i love it just which if we learn from any of our mistakes that would be fantastic but we obviously choose not to so where is um, the fun in that my boy nah fuck yeah. all that <laughs> uh anything else in the news you want to talk about where is the news that's a good start that's perfect where is that tab do we have that tab uh in other news we are live well, we're not live. We're hosted on Omniflix TV. So Omniflix.tv. There is a Game of Notes channel. There is uh, 10, 12 episodes up there so far. We're going to pump up all the back catalog. Uh, we've been talking a lot with the Omniflix team related to just some of our um, challenges, feedback, feedback uh, related to kind of just the the structure of it. Um, so we will have 91 episodes up there this week, which is pretty cool. Um, I was telling you, you can make a donation 
<laughs> you can you can you can pump some flicks towards us yeah to, to the payrama fund <laughs> actually i think yeah actually yeah maybe maybe that's a good idea um so those will be up there we'll put those links we'll start including those links in the in probably in the podcast link and maybe in twitter and things like that because it can go directly down to the to the episode um and we have some feedback again like i said we have some feedback related to just the the structure of it and some of the items related to um, having to do polls and and kind of the order of channels and how to structure this and just making it more user friendly, uh, which I really want to be able to do. Um, so, which right now I think it's it's it it has some areas to be able to grow, but again, it's doing pretty good. Um, so the that means these these gems will be all stored and saved within IPFS. We're going to add that. We have some IPFS nodes. I'm going to start pinning these collections as well, so we have another copy of them just in case. But they're not. It's not a big deal. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, I think we were joking. I think right now in total interactive videos on Omniflix TV, there is 277 of which 10 of ours are now are ours. I think I did the math and at some point, uh, gaming nodes will be 25.2% of Omniflix TV. So we're obviously going to push towards total domination. 33.6, right? As soon as we, 33.4. As soon as, as soon we, we get to that, so we're going to push hold. for a name change. Yeah. We're yeah. going to, it's going to be, it's just going to be TV. We'll see what happens. That's how so it works. FYI, we're coming for you. FYI. So, yeah. yeah. We, we want the flip. I was about to say we want the dog. And then I was like, I have no idea <laughs> what reference from my deepest subconscious that's, that is. Whoever, whoever can remember what film that's from. I do. Anyway. Not. And then I, I noticed <laughs> in other news. And also on this list, like, like as as Null always points out, um, we're right next to a bunch of uh, channels with busty chicks. So we're right at a true NFT location because there's always NFTs of busty chicks. So there we are. We're all yeah. in there. Amazing. I mean, it's a good trend, uh, you know. Rama says, speaking of which, someone execute the proposal. Jeez, fucking bossy. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that still hey, the <laughs> Wait, is he I, talking about I, like last month's pay? I thought oh, yeah. I executed. Oh yeah, it did pass. We just didn't send it. I, I actually, I you know, I voted on it, but it, I, maybe it didn't end yet. Or I, could, I don't even know. It's uh, not really high. Honestly, it's not I'm high my sure, priority list. I'm sure I executed it, but maybe I didn't because I'm a fucking idiot. I, thing, I'll take, I'll take the bullet for that one. Gentle reminder: the Dow's tapped out. <laughs> Good thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think that yeah. was it. I know. One last hurrah! No pay next month, motherfucker. Good thing he's yeah, good, I got, good thing he's I've, net thirty. I specifically put funds aside to to top it up. I um, specifically converted everything into uh fiat just so I could be like, eh, I I got none. Yeah. <laughs> everything over here is um, shoved into DYDX. I mean if Rama could wait until I finish my PhD and implement a CBDC, then uh, you know, it'd be even easier. Even easier to get paid. Um I do feel like quite the bag holder usurper. Quite the bag holder of uh, DYDX. I, I mean, I, I'm we're right outside that set, and I just keep looking at it like, like this is the longest we've been out of the set. I think we, I think it died out Monday or Sunday or something. So it's been a few days. And, Have uh, you seen the latest? What's uh, I yeah, sixty eight percent now in the top three. Uh, <laughs> two of those are virtually a non validators. The top validator has a hundred percent commission. Uh, <laughs> Uh, very, very fucking confusing behavior on that chain. Yeah, it's a bit shady. The I, second I, validator, X Machina, has twenty five percent commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third isn't the third one one hundred percent too. Oh no, or course one's four, I think something like that. 
Chorus is three. Oh, Chorus is Figment is four. But, like, the number one has 9.5 million tokens. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, I reached out to the foundation. commission. I mean, we've been talking to them. We talked to members of the foundation for six months and, and like, just brought up – we talked about a lot of these types of issues early on, like, just – poor VP structures and like this, the concern related to this um, and like how chains can halt and the governance aspect of things. And like, you know, how, how even like a high VP makes, makes the rest of the validator set basically miss blocks because they're so geo, they're so uh, geographically far from the VP that if they're not in the right region, then they're just going to keep missing, missing and then never sign. Right. We've had that issue before as well. And um, well, we haven't had this issue, but obviously change about this issue. And so a uh, foundation said they're, you know, they're still talking to stride, but there's not enough history to understand how stride, how that team, it's not just stride, but how that team wants to d- identify what validators and how they're going to do that. If they're going to do that in some sort of liquid staking structure. And number two, there's also talk about expanding the set, but expanding the set helps us out. Cause we're, at least we're putting DYDX towards a validator. that's actually signing blocks, but it doesn't change the situation in any way. Just it doesn't, doesn't do, do anything. It doesn't do jack anything shit for the network health. Like it does jack shit for the network health. So yeah, I mean, it's like all this theater every time. Like fucking, but this is this, pretty bad though. Compa- this like, top three is like this is this is the worst I think I've seen in a small validator set, right? In terms yeah. of VP structure on very shady or not necessarily shady. I shouldn't say that unknown anonymous, no history type validators, right? No Cosmos yeah. history. Yeah. So, so I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. And I think the, the Rama has another good point here. He says, do I definitely won't do shit about it because it's not run by us. And, and we, we were joking about that as well on a tweet that came out from the DYDX team earlier. Well, they, they've made that very clear with their tweeters. They, <laughs> <laughs> they make that over and overly clear every time. Uh, first comment on every of your posts. We Listen, ain't running shit. This is <laughs> <laughs> we just we just got here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was. What's DYDX, man? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> huh? Huh? We heard of it. Yeah. yeah so there's a is there's that a, that decentralized that. thing on the internet? Is that <laughs> <laughs> what's a validator? Yeah, they uh, they stay away from that. A, a good amount. I'm trying to find the tweet related to that. If I can find it there, I'll put it up real quick. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah they they really they really try to back the, back away from that for sure. So I, I maybe maybe it'll be fine. Um, I I this was like this from the very beginning, but I actually thought that it wouldn't last this long in terms of from from launch and from the point of um, of these items coming together. Or the like the chain launching and everything else associated to that, um, that uh, we'd have a validator set like this. Like I, it's just, I think it's an extremely unhealthy set, and I it's not really representation. Like it's it's not healthy at all. It'll improve, I think. At least uh, Santorini, whoever that is, um, is tapped out in tokens now. They've got all of their shit staked. So uh, they did it over time, I think, so that they didn't have a super majority of the network by the looks of it but they've just staked the rest of their stuff so i guess over time like it's only a very small percentage of the total tokens is staked anyways like less than five percent i think it's like three three point something percent so 
I don't know. Hopefully, as more people bring their tokens across, they will look down the list and go, oh, fucking. Yeah. Put some stuff lower, but. That hasn't proved true so far, but yeah, maybe. Who knows? Hanging in there is the uh, hard part. Yeah, we exactly. Have, we luckily have received two, you know, relatively yeah, sizable. You, you just got a big one yesterday, the day before, I thought. Yeah, we got like a 42,000 and a 25,000 now. So that's sort of kept us up in the top half at least. Do you know who that is or no? No, just someone who likes the look of the cut of my jib. Just being in the right spot. Yeah. yeah you know, it's the orange it stands out. What orange? In my logo. It's like a yellowy orange. That's gold. Is that what you mean? Color gold? Yeah. Yeah, that color. The gold color. <laughs> like <laughs> The yellowy orange. Really slaps you in the face. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I didn't know. Funny. I didn't know gold was on the color swatch. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Yeah. Actually, do it. You've been watching a uh, friend of the show, and who's been on before is uh, Greg Wasuri. I've been watching his Twitter. Like Akash is actually the USD spend is like going nuts lately. Have you guys watched that at all? No, like I the revenue looked. numbers. I mean, it's always been like a couple hundred bucks a day. Uh, type of idea, I think. And just recently, um, it's, I think maybe, I don't know if it's GPU related or maybe they got some big customers in there. It's, it's the container side. I'm not sure what it is, but now it's, it's like 10 Xing in the last couple of days. So maybe, I mean, they're very focused on what the daily numbers are, which I don't think is very interesting. It'd be more interesting to see month over month or year over year. But, but, mm. uh, but there's but a, there is a, there's yeah. a big revenue, uh, not a big, I mean, I mean, $2,500 a day is 70 grand a month. That's not like, it's not, Significant in any sort of way, but 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 still, like it's it's something. But it is going the right direction. Yeah, it's absolutely going the right direction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they kept working all through the the bear market. Like they implemented the GPU stuff, and I think you know AI is big. That'll pay off eventually. But um, you know, I just I I hope that they've made, and I haven't used Akash in a while, but I hope that they've made improvements in like the usability of it and the cost, because you know previously it was. It was getting to a point where it was like a similar cost to getting something that was a little easier to use. You know what I mean? I was, I thought it was, no, I think Frey did some work on this too early on. I think we were, we were determining it was like way more expensive actually, right? Um, Akash. Yeah. Um, so it was essentially the price of running on AWS, except that your node would be down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, except that it wouldn't be working. <laughs> except that you'd be paying Amazon prices for something that was not working. Yeah. That I mean, and that but that was uh, to be fair at the tail end of the bull market, so prices for everything were a lot higher. Yeah. But because of dynamic pricing, you you would expect on the Akash marketplace that still to be relatively expensive. Now. Oh, and we talked about this at the time, like because we, well, various of uh, of of folks that we know, including us, including I believe Shortsey, maybe Polka, and and others were were approached about running providers and running uh, and you know exchange for validator delegations from the foundation and whatnot. But the yeah, running providers and becoming a hosting company is you don't want to go there um, from a regulatory perspective. It's not worth it unless there's a lot of money on the table there is not a lot of money on the table so that was i I think that was in essence the the problem there right if you are 
an infrastructure provider large enough to be a good infrastructure provider, like an actual data center company, you've you don't just build a data center and be like, let them come. I mean, well, some people probably do, right? But but most people don't. Most people know who who their first client is. Blah blah blah. blah. These are infrastructure, like it's it's called infrastructure for a reason at that level. It really is. Um, and I, I don't think those guys are going to be looking to run providers on a cash because they already have revenue stream. I, I, I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> people who are just running a, renting out a little bit of spare space in a rack or whatever, it's just not, or, or even reselling boxes, which I suspected what some of the provider issues we have when we were running. And this was a couple of years ago, like 18 months ago. So it's probably improved since, but um, I think that the reselling was probably part of the reason why we were, uh, getting shut down because you you i was just like well maybe it's choking on network or any number of things where it's <clears throat> because you know there's one box that's got a bunch of a cash stuff running on it and containers and the you know the the end the actual owner of the hardware whatever that company is data center is hetzner whoever are just like whoa somebody's breaking our terms of service shut down that box right and then your rpc goes down and you're like why is my rpc gone down and yeah, the provider might actually be providing a, a solid service that should on paper not go down, but you know, they breach Hetzner's TOS or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I always love the idea of a cash, but I, 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 I think the GPU thing is driving a lot too, though. I, I could see, yeah, yeah. I, mean, it does I, seem- I mean, maybe, maybe that piece of it in terms of there has to be, other, I mean, obviously the cloud managers, but the ability to shard time associated to a GPU or something else like that. I think that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. Um, so, but yeah, it's good to see that there's revenue coming in. I hope it grows. Like, I hope that continues forward. Like, it's nice to, I always, I mean, I, we always talked this before, like a long time ago, but I always like real world use cases that end up in these types of situations, um, like back in the helium days or, or Akash and things like that. So I, I hope it, I hope it continues. It's cool. Yep. Um, so I got I got I've I've gone down the rabbit hole of reading the Cosmos forum thread. Um, that's why my eye. That's why I'm, that's why my brain is is decomposing because if you read too much of that shit, it will rot your brain. Um, of course, I saw that there. The first thing I did is do a command F for sixteen. That's what. <laughs> that's bam. Like, that was my first thing. Like, right, who brought it up? Who brought it up? Who brought it up? Oh. Bam, bam, Zaki. Um, this- do you want to cover any of the Umi osmosis shenanigans? That's all no. I don't know shit about that. I don't know shit about that either. It's the cool. uh, the merger, right? They, uh, I saw everyone has been skipping over it. So Umi, well, these these were announcements this week. They got the, the oh, fucking, man, these are written so hard to, <laughs> to understand. Anyway, I think Umi and Osmosis are pro- 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 uh, proposing a merger uh, of some description. I don't know why Osmosis would want to merge with anyone, but uh, that is what was proposed by, I'm assuming, Yumi. Uh, and the other one was shortly after that, uh, Mars proposed to merge with Neutron. Uh, I guess this is because there are some efficiencies in the protocols, I guess, if you, if you would merge them. But, I mean... Why merge? Why not just shut down the chain and and like run a contract on another chain? Like th- some of these chains just don't need chains. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I guess it is effectively buying out Umi. It's just it's called a merger to save people's feelings. But Umi is dead because Umi didn't really ever do anything. And but I mean, it, why merge it all? Why not just die? I think I think Osmosis probably has the funds, and it yeah. allows them to add functionality very easily for yeah. probably a pretty low price. It's maybe a good Cosmos thing to do. Like it's maybe smart we high is involved. It's a smart osmosis move, I think, for sure. Like like and it, the other thing I like we always talk about like validators are running out of cash. I mean, you can start to see some of these chains are running out of money, right? Like which they've lasted a pretty long time. The derivative's not there. And I think this idea around mergers is like you're getting more and more and more. And also the next next piece of news as well, right? Because then Mars talk about the same thing. We were literally having this conversation, weren't we? Because some we did. Some of us validate Mars. Never, never been profitable. Never made any money on it. And it's just like, well, fuck. It's just a wanted fucking decommission that server. Um, what's the yeah. fucking point? We it's got to show the set, trip. and I think I was like, I was like, ooh. <sighs> I just. Uh, I, 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 I believe it's, I just shut mine down earlier on. It was evident that it was not going to do anything. So, well, I mean, it was never going to be an earner. So we just. Whilst we didn't have too many delegations, we shut it down. Speaking yeah. of that, did you did you do anything with um with Kujira? Because you were threatening. Uh it's still there for the time being. We have lost a lot of delegations for seemingly no fucking reason whatsoever. Um, so I don't know. I'll leave it there for the time being. We're still probably about midway in the set, but I still haven't given my refund because I can't get access to a um a archive node I, I can't find anyone with an archive node if anyone knows anyone with an, an a synced up archive node please archive hit node? me up yeah it's it. yeah. i'm easy to get a, a hold of you can send me a twitter message or whatever but uh kujira archive seems to be like at this time non-existent there is a team syncing one up uh on behalf of the kujira team people but yeah, as to where the history is coming from, I don't know. Someone out there must be running one on the network, but I can't find them. So if anyone knows anyone who's got a Kujira archive, please let me know so that I can get the information I need to do a refund. That's really what this podcast is all about, is making sure that you get what you need and using this as a platform. Yes. Delegate DYDX. <laughs> so I've just reread the, the GovProp um, for neutron Mars merger, and it's actually essentially deploy new Mars functionality on neutron first, keep Mars chain running as mm-hmm. the gov chain for the Mars protocol. But are there any Mars devs left? Because the I only two that I know of are no longer working for Mars. So, what is neutron paying $3 million for? If the devs aren't there anymore, they can't <laughs> implement any functionality on Neutron because there are no devs. There have been no upgrades on Mars. There's been no security upgrades on Mars. Um, yeah. Merger. Maybe I've yeah. misunderstood. But but that's no, I think you're, but from, the, from, from the wording on that, it seems, like it's, it, it seems like the Gov chain continues as a ghost town. Yeah, Larry, Larry's not at Mars anymore, right? Nope. So, no. So who is there then? Who was that started by? Are they a nuns? Delphi, I think. Or some somebody funded by Delphi is some people. I don't know. So is I it knew, just I, Ghost I, Protocol I just operating? 
Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I only knew of two devs, and then and they're not there anymore. Hmm. Interesting. But it was so. See, it's Ram, Ram is shouting in the comments, being like, "The Mars chain will die." And it's like, well, that's not what it says in the actual text of the proposal. <laughs> he keeps screaming for us to read the headlines. It's like read the headline. Read the forum post. They stink. Like, it, it. Yeah. This is why we haven't executed the contract. Okay, maybe not. Oh, okay. Did you read the headline? I've read all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> and yeah, okay, okay. 20, end, it's at the end of the migration period, the token does move over to a new contract on the Neutron chain. Do you want to guess how long in the future that is? Five years. No, one year. Oh, well, it's still a very long time. The thing is, though, we can get ahead of that by just turning off Mars tomorrow. We need a we need a polka cheese style curb, uh, you know, like curb proposal. Uh, kill it. What, what was it? Put down the three headed dog or whatever it was. We should just mm-hmm. like sunset Mars or something, whatever. Just like they're just they're just about to make three million dollars and go off into the sunset, and the validator set just turns off. Because the validator set never going to make a fucking cent. Like we're never going to make a cent. We're never going to make any money. Even if this migrates, we're not going to make any money. We've just been running hardware for a year for no fucking reason. Um, that's thousands and thousands of dollars. Probably ten thousand dollars, maybe more, sunk into that. I don't even know. Um, substantial amount of money. Just like, well, you know, we're not going to make a fucking cent from this. This has been a big loss maker. Maybe we should just turn off the chain, and then you guys don't get to walk away with three million dollars. How about that? Yeah, three million USDC is a pretty large number for this. Yeah, I think we should just turn off Mars as validators. Option that'd B, be, that'd be kind of funny. Option B, no merger, nothing. If we don't make money, you don't make money because that's how keeping your stakeholders happy works. That prop going on chain in five minutes' time. What is put name naming right? Just, just, oh, just put up a software upgrade proposal with a halt height and no plats. <laughs> that's just, it. Just that's halt it. height. Oh, what's happened? Oh, the commit that you should run at this halt height is one that Frey has written, which just halts the chain and then immediately app hashes. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, it. Bam. That is the upgrade. Yeah, the upgrade is whatever you do after this, you will app hash. It's just time dot now. <laughs> I think, yeah, Mars definitely go. wanted you to read the uh, Mars will join the three headed dog. He's, he's gone ahead and said it himself. <laughs> Yeah, Mars, Mars will join the three-headed dog. 100%. Could you imagine the frustration of, of poor Rama being our sole supplier of news and having to listen to us butcher it every single fucking week? <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I can. Oh, I'm a software man. engineer now. I have spent my entire life being the butt of the joke of a senior manager who doesn't understand what we do, who can't explain what the vision is, trying to you know just get another feather in their cap and whenever you do get into the room with people like that they're just like yeah blah 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 and you're like oh my god they have no idea what project they commissioned from us they have no idea what the outcomes were they have no idea what we did and they're just explaining it away like it's something it does which it doesn't do why am i here why do we do what we do what a pointless life (laughs) 